0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? CJ here, and thank you for downloading. Well, actually, you're not downloading. Actually, you're watching live. If you're watching live, please, please share this out. But thank you for coming back to Grit and Grace TV. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been here. And of course, with me as always is my amazing, awesome, beautiful (laughs) co-host, cohort, whatever you want to call her.
1: Hey, hey, it does feel like a long time, doesn't
0: it? It does. Well, we did that whole um, Hangouts on Air thing, and we were on YouTube for, for live for, for a couple of shows. And it didn't feel very, to me, it didn't feel all that great. I don't know about you, but i really rather do it like this, where we're sitting next to each other, where we can actually... See each other as we're as we're kind of talking, and people can see your reaction as I'm talking, and they can see my reaction as you're talking. so yeah. this is definitely a much better place to be.
1: It is, yeah, we' were playing around a bit, and I think things might change a little bit after the summer too, but uh, yeah, this is way better because I always get the feedback from people. I love watching your faces. I like seeing the reactions. I like seeing how you each respond to the other one. so yeah, I didn't like that. One at a time deal.
0: No, you know, and it didn't feel like it was – we didn't get the engagement as, as that we normally get. And, you know, that engagement, we feed so well off of that engagement. And that engagement adds so much to the show because our audience really is part of the show.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the engagement, we get the funny comments – yeah, it, they definitely are. So this is where our people are. This is where you guys are. So thank you for, uh, for being here and please share this out. We so appreciate that. We want to get more conversations going.
0: <clears throat> so before we get too far into the show and get really started, I really need to know how was your week?
1: It was good. It was a little crazy. It was a lot of stuff going on. And um, we finished with the roofers. That was a freaking nightmare, having roofers.
0: And uh, so funny. some of the things that you were posting, I thought was absolutely funny. Like, we have to talk about the guy that fell off the roof or did whatever. I don't know what he did, but <laughs> we posted something about a guy that made the something
1: <laughs> The nail gun. I heard the nail gun. And I heard, uh Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh. Because <laughs> I'm working trying to like drown out this noise that sounds like people are going to come through my roof. And I heard the nail gun go, and then I heard this, oh, from far away. I thought, oh no. Like, should I go check? Like, is this, but it's part of his job. Like, I'm sure he's nailed his hand before. I don't know. Like, should I go check? Like, is that the, should I offer him a beverage? I don't know. Like, But so, yeah, it was a little uh, different uh, dealing with that. And, uh, yeah, great things happening. We're we're motoring along and this and business and my own stuff. And you've got stuff going on. You've had some big stuff this week.
0: I have had some big stuff this week. But, you know, there's nothing really bigger than the fact that we are on Mile High Radio each Monday night. Mm -hmm. You know, that's huge. That's huge. You know, that that has been the one thing that I've really kind of grasped onto this week is the fact that, man, I was sitting there listening Monday night thinking, man, we're on Mile High Radio. Holy shit, we're on Mile High Radio. I can't believe it. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, it it takes a minute for it to really sink in. But when it finally sinks in, it's like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's great, and there's some big things coming up with Mile High, um, so I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but there's even more benefit tests being part of the Mile High family. So yeah, so if, you know if this is a challenge to catch these shows, like go catch us Monday nights on MileHighRadio.com, and you can listen to the saw, audio.
0: And I just saw that Leland Best finally made a show. Woo. Leland Best is in the house, folks. Thanks for showing up, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking some time and checking out Grit and Grace TV.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But yeah, you you know, you're absolutely right. My, my week has been absolutely epic. Um, for a lot of you, you might not know, I was the host of Raw and Real, and I did my final sign-off. On July fourth, one hundred episodes in the can, and I said enough was enough. I learned everything that I could possibly learn from that platform, and it was time to settle down and concentrate on just one show and making one show great. And that's Grit and Grace TV. So no more raw and real. It's only Grit and Grace, and we're gonna make this a fantastic. I,
1: that was kind of that. I was really. I was taken aback when I saw that, that you, but you're kind of like that, right? Like, we just, you just kind of get that idea and you just decide and you just,
0: well, that, you know, that's the kind of, that's the thing about me is, yeah, we're Aries, you know, we, we, we kind of have that, that uh, impulsiveness to us sometimes. And when we make a decision, we make a decision. There's no kind of wavering. It is what it is. It's, when I said, you know what, Raw and Real has taken, I've taken Ron Real as far as I can possibly take it. And I fell in love with this program, with, with Grit and Grace. Everything that we do on this show, everything that we we cover on this show, I've absolutely fell 110% in love with it. And I didn't feel that I was giving it all the, the attention that it necessarily needed from me. And, and I decided that Raw and Real it it was time. It it just needed to go away. And the only way I could think to put it to bed was to do a final sign-off. I did 100 episodes. That is an accomplishment that 90% of people that get into the whole podcast and live streaming business, they don't get to that level. They don't get to that mark. That's So true. That, at, at number 100, I decided it was time. It, we're going to put it to bed and let it lie. And, um, you know... I've got a lot of feedback from it. A lot of people saying, "Hey, I can't wait to see what you do next." I've had a lot of people saying, "What? Why are you getting getting rid of it? I just found it. It's amazing." Yeah. Well, if you just found it, you can always go back and listen to the previous episodes because they they're not going anywhere. They're gonna stay on iTunes. They're gonna stay, you know, in the in the potosphere, if you will. So you'll yeah,
1: that's you'll, the beauty of
0: it. You'll get they the, you there. Yeah, there's 100 episodes, folks. There's a lot of content for you to consume. And, you know, I'd I'd be lying if I didn't say that I had a lot of fun doing it. But that show went through so many different changes over the course of two years. It started off one way. It switched to another. Then it got another format. I, I basically cut my teeth in podcasting and live streaming using that platform. And I finally found who I am in what I do. And I think it's time to just concentrate on one show and grit and grace is that show.
1: That's a good thing. Excuse me. I'm having problems tonight. That's a good, great thing that you said. If anybody's watching, that's a new podcaster or considering being a podcaster, you just explained the journey so perfectly that it evolves, that it changes, that you find yourself when you're doing a podcast, you're not going to come out of the gate being perfect. And if you try, like, don't, don't even start if you think that's the way it's going to be. And that's exactly the way it was for me. You change, you evolve, you find the different formats. Is it solo? Is it guest? Is it, you know, a panel? Is it, you know, all these different things, you have to find what's right for you. And you can plan all you want. But until you actually get behind that mic, and you start doing it and interacting with people, you have no clue, really, you can have an idea. But don't stick too firm to that idea. You got to be flexible. So for those that are watching, uh you know, maybe the perfectionists that want to be perfect and have everything done right. Just start, don't make it perfect. Don't invest a ton of money. Just try it out because like what you said, it changed like, and it did just in a bit of time. I mean, I didn't even know you for the first, the whole two years. And even I saw it change in the last probably about a year now we've been connected. So.
0: You know, and a lot of people don't understand this is raw and real was, wasn't my first show. Average to Awesome was my first show that got rebranded to Raw and Real, and then over the course of the last two years, I've actually tried out other shows. Um, I had uh, sixty seconds on Blab. I had uh, This Ain't My Show. I've had even so. I've had several shows before coming to Grit and Grace. Yeah. And the yeah. thing that I learned from each and every one of those shows was how to interact with the audience how to make the experience more audience uh focused and really that's what this is all about because if you have a show i mean anybody can have a show and it's not it's not a bad thing if you have something that you want to get out put it out there that's is that's what's so great about what it is that we do but when we try to create a formatted show something that people can really kind of gravitate towards and make it part of their every week or every day or whatever it is. You really, it's, it's, it's a learning curve. There's a huge learning curve. When I first came out, the show was absolutely horrible. I, I said more uhs and ums and you know, there's, I sounded horrible on the mic and not to mention the fact that I didn't have voice control. And anybody who's been doing this for a long time, they understand what I'm talking about when I talk about voice control, how to bring it up, how to bring it down. When I first came out, I was like, I was like a chihuahua for lack of better. (laughs) Better explanation. I was like a chihuahua. I came out here. And I would I was like, think more
1: like a bulldog. No, I'm, no, no, no. No, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> no, I was like a chihuahua. I had full of energy, and I was just like <laughs> all over the place. And I was like, "Do you remember that guy that used to come on those infomercials that would talk about um, your your money grants and stuff like that you could get from the con- uh, from the government? Oh yeah, had the question marks all over his yeah. his suit. He would come out there and just all about energy. This. Uh, And it was like that way the whole time. That was me in the beginning. But now I've learned different ways to be able to speak to people and how to tell a story and how to interview people in a way that brings them through the full story arc. So, yeah, you learn so much about yourself. So if you're just starting your first show, don't expect perfection. Just have fun doing it. Forget about monetization, first of all. Okay. First and foremost, forget about monetization. Yeah. You know, there's there's literally like the top 5% of podcasts have actually monetized their shows to where they can make en- enough money to live on. So, And there's over, what, 200 and some odd thousand shows?
1: Yeah, I think like around 200. 200- I don't know, between two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty thousand 260,000 shows out there. But direct monetization for sure. I mean, you can monetize your podcast, your show, but oh. it, it, but the chances of direct monetization, very, very slim. So if you think that's what you're going to do when you get started, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. But di- indirectly, you can get clients, consulting clients, coaching clients, uh, partnerships. Um, you know, for me over the years – over the past eight years, having a show, it's done tremendous for me indirectly monetizing. But, yeah, we change, we evolve, we, you know, and so we you come have- back sometimes or we don't leave.
0: You know, and I'm, I'm glad you you mentioned that whole comeback thing because that is exactly what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about that comeback or, well, not necessarily calling it a comeback you know, that, that moment in your business or your, whatever you're doing when things just kind of go to hell. We've all had that happen to us where things just fall apart and just hit that downward slide. And we feel like we are at the lowest of the low.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think there's anybody who hasn't like, who's had the rug pulled out from under them or lost everything or whatever. I mean, it's all relative, right, in terms of our own lives. I mean, some people, yeah, have lost. I know I know. I saw a speaker one time and she had lost her business, which was very well known. Uh, HGTV had spotlighted it in their magazine and on TV. Um, you know, she lost her business and it was thriving, very successful, her business and her husband and her home all in the matter of a very short period of time. I mean, that's, that's
0: huge. That's losing everything. That's I mean- losing
1: everything. So, but I mean, it isn't to say that for somebody else that maybe they just like for you and I, uh, you know, for me, what I dealt with last year that doesn't compare, but it was still difficult. So it's all relative. So for anybody that's watching, we're not going to like downgrade your difficulties. Cause we all have our different versions of that, but
0: yeah. And throughout the course of this show, we're going to talk about why we decided to call it. Don't call it a comeback because there are certain things that happen in an entrepreneur's journey that, you know, there's, there's a little bit different type of people who become entrepreneurs. It's not, not everybody does it. If everybody could do it, then everybody would be that self-made millionaire or that that solopreneur or working for themselves or whatever. It's not something that everybody's capable of doing. And we're going to kind of touch a little bit about why that's the case. But to kind of go back a little bit about, you know, a story that kind of sets me up, you know, a couple, a uh, few years back, I started a roofing company, and I I had a partner. His name, you know, I'm not going to talk about his name so much, even though that I'm still a little bit uh, frustrated with this guy. But uh, we started a roofing company, and I I went off and I went to do a job up in in uh, North Dakota, and he stayed back here, and he was going to handle the business here. At, at one point in the company, or at one point in time, he decided he was going to do a job, and he finished the job. And within a couple of months, the roof failed. It blew off. He didn't go back. He didn't fix the problem. I ended up getting sued for over $8,000 for the damages in this thing, completely wiping out my startup company. When we start out, we don't have a lot of capital to be able to cover those things. Even insurance, even though we had insurance... The insurance wasn't um, it, it didn't give me enough coverage to be able to weather that storm because there were still a lot of out of pocket expenses that need to go in. You have your deductibles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If, if you're a startup company, even though you have insurance, typically you don't have the the expendable cash to be able to cover those deductibles. Yeah. And that's that's what ended up happening to me and because he didn't have a driver's license on the day that we went to get the business license, guess who was uh, the only one on the business license and guess who was the only one on that class action or not the class action, but that, that lawsuit. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that uh, completely destroyed that, that roofing business that I had started. So yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely, things that happen that can absolutely set back a business or, or an entrepreneur. And for most people, that would be enough to say enough. Screw it. We can't do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be, that would be enough for some people to go, screw it. I'm not ever doing anything like this. It totally, you know, be totally gun shy. That's, that's pretty nasty because that's a big blow. That's, I mean that's got to affect your family. I mean that's a trickle down kind
0: of like Oh for sure. And when you're getting sued for something like $8,000, $8,000 doesn't necessarily say it doesn't. For a lot of businesses $8,000 isn't a lot of money. But when you're a startup company and the job that you you bid originally was only a $6,500 job, so The amount you're being sued for was more than the amount that you even made on the job. Now, mind you, when you do, when you bid something for $6,800, $4,300 of that is material cost. So your profit margin on that isn't enough to cover what you're being sued for. And that profit margin, chances are you've already spent it by paying your rent, uh, maybe, you know, putting a little bit of money back into the business. To, to advertise it, things like that. So you have a few thousand dollars here. It's not going to last very long when you're getting sued for that much money. And $8,000 is definitely enough to completely wipe out a startup company.
1: Yeah. So what did you do? Like what, what was your process of going through that? Like what was your – because we all have that – those thoughts then that start going through our mind and the feelings that come with that. And you know, what, what was it for you?
0: You know, to be honest with you, I went and I talked to the homeowners and to, to this day, me and the homeowners aren't necessarily great friends, hmm. but I went and talked to the homeowners and I just told them, Hey, look, I, I explained to you when you took, when we took the job that this is a possibility that could happen Their roof
1: blowing off? Right.
0: Well, you got to remember when we did the roof, we did this roof in October when it started to get cold. So the shingles weren't necessarily sealing down very well. Anyways, the guy who was my partner who did the job didn't realize that he needed to either take something up on the roof and heat up the school or use some sort of blackjack or some kind of caulking to to, uh, seal that down. So he made the mistake because he didn't know better. And his his job in the company was to be sales. It wasn't to be doing roofing. Yeah, okay. The process should have been he sold the job, he should have subcontracted it out since I wasn't there to be able to do the job. Okay. No. Got it. So because of all this stuff, when this all when this all happened, he had already sold the job. I explained to the homeowner this could happen because this time of year blah 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 this that and the other long story short they sued me for $8,000 i decided well okay i'm just going to go sell more jobs i i separated ways from from the contra- from my partner basically told him hey kick rocks he, you know i can't i can't afford to have you you know <laughs> mess up business for me anymore um, I told him to kick rocks and instead of seeing this as this is going to kill my company I decided that I'm going to sell more jobs and I'm just going to take that money reinvest it over here you know rob Peter to pay Paul I got one less partner so I don't have to worry about splitting incomes blah 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 The long story short it's, it's just a drive on you know a drive on mentality you know and it's and it's not something that I learned you know At a school, it's not something I learned from anybody in particular. It's something that you either have or you don't have. It's the grit. It's
1: the grit that we talked about way in the beginning in our pre-launch. And if you're just catching us now, go way back to our first shows and watch because we talk about a grit test and you find out how much grit you have. But that's what it was. But didn't you have a fuck it moment?
0: Like not at all in there. No, no. Um, you know, not really. the The only fucking moment that I had the whole time was, I'm gonna kick this dude's ass, and then I realized <laughs> that I can't kick this dude's ass, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and not that I couldn't kick his ass, but I didn't want to end up in jail because that's you know it's that's a bad that's a bad thing, you know, for a business owner if you're if you own a business and you end up in jail. Chances are that is the end of your business. Yeah, I'd say so. So I decided not to kick his ass. So that was my fucking moment. But, uh, you know, for, for the most part, you know, I'd never really felt that, that moment where it's like, oh man, things aren't going good. I should just quit blah, blah, blah. To this day, I still do roofing gutters, siding, you know, I've actually expanded on, on those services that I offer. Yeah, so yeah. because that happened, though, I'm really a lot more careful about who I bring on to help me out in my business. And now I've got a partner who who is absolutely phenomenal. The guy is an operator. He knows exactly what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and how it needs to be done. He he allows me to go out and make the sales and sell the jobs. He just makes the jobs happen. So now we're we're... We're back, you know, we're right there. There's never any problems.
1: Yeah. So I was going to, so that's what I was going to say. Like, cause it, I don't think there's a way that you couldn't be, that it couldn't change you. Yeah. When you go through something like that, that it can't change you. They make you more discerning about people or situations or opportunities or something. Like there's something that, that is going to change you about it, how you're going to
0: operate. Oh, absolutely. For sure. You have to, you, you, everything that happens to you is a learning experience. Whether, whether you're at the top of your game or at the bottom of the game, something is going to happen along the way that you're going to be able to learn from. Uh, You know, a great example is when I started, when I started doing siding for, uh, the first time I did siding for somebody, I didn't even know how to, how to charge it. I had no clue. So I I went out and I charged it and I overcharged it uh, by a, a long ways. I went with the national average, real not realizing that the national average was way above what our local average was. So when I when I bid it, uh, I I bid it out at like three hundred and five dollars a square, and you know thinking that this was going to be just right in the ballpark. Everybody charges this much around here, so i I'm good to go. And the guy uh, literally wrote back to me and says, wow, that is way more than I was expecting. So my answer to him was, well, you get what you pay for. Because I didn't know really how to respond to that, you know. And uh, he goes, well, is there anything we can do to maybe get it more competitive with some of the other bids? Because I believe that you can do, you know, you're going to do a good job. Wow, that was
1: nice. Yeah, well, I could have just like written
0: you off. He could have, but he also knows that I also work for a major company that does mobile homes. That that's my everyday, all day job, and then this is a side business. So he realizes that, and he says, "Well, is there anything we can do to be more competitive?" And I said, "Look, here's what I can do. I can I can do a twenty percent discount. Well, that twenty percent got us within reason." And nice. then he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we can work with that. So we ended up going down to Merriman, Nebraska and doing the job for him. Now, mind you, I did not. This is the other mistake that I made that I learned after I did the job. Merriman, Nebraska is three hours away from Rapid City, South Dakota. That three-hour drive time, I didn't charge him for. <laughs> oh so and he had now, now when he called back and he said um we have a problem there's a piece of siding that slid down and some of our gutters are leaking because we also did his gutters when when he called back and said um some of our siding slid and our gutters a couple of the seams in our gutters are leaking now that's on my dime so <laughs> that's not i can't i can't go down there and say well yeah. You didn't pay me, so I'm going to have to charge you. So that's another lesson that I learned. So every time we make mistakes in our business and things can either go up or down or sideways, whatever way they go, it's an opportunity to learn. And that is the thing that entrepreneurs really focus on. It's not the the setbacks. It's the opportunities that those setbacks create.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's setbacks. It's go arounds. It's, and I think it's really, um, good point with that and the, and the podcasting that you've done and stuff. I think that it's transformation. It's really just transforming and it's just finding a way around. I I think so. This comment I was mentioning to you before that I had made a post on social media about. I don't even remember what the post was actually, but I used the word comeback in it. And, um, cause so much stuff has been happening this year and things have really changed this year. And so I made this post that I was just, you know, I was really feeling it that day and I was feeling good about the way things were going. And I made this post about this comeback, about my comeback this year. And, uh, someone commented and said, but you never left. Yeah. And I was like, Oh that actually stopped me. And I thought and it was very ma- matter of fact. She was like, "Well, but you never laughed." And I was like, "That's true. I I still was showing up. It was just it was just in a different way until things kind of came about again and and that final work through transformation finding my way and what I was going to move forward with. But I thought that was very interesting. And when you when we were talking about show topics and you said that, we need to, you know, we gotta call it don't call it a comeback. It was like, oh, and there that is again. Right? Like it's just like another confirmation of that, that it's not. It's not. Like I never left. I never left social media. I never I've never left the network I was involved with, like the network of people that I was involved with. None of that. I never left. I was still making connections. I was still I wasn't do I wasn't in the same capacity and which that was difficult for me because my identity was really wrapped up in what I was doing. And for me, I mean, I never got sued. I had a lot of people tell me I should have sued, but I just didn't want to get involved in in that whole thing, but for me, um you know, I, I, my business partner just totally took away from me what was a big part of my life. And that was like a rug pulled out from under me. And, you know, that was a real like, whoa, assessment moment. And for anybody that's watching that something was taken away from you, um, you know, I was, like I said, I was sort of Steve jobbed out of my own business. Um, my business partner just kind of booted me out of my own company and sold it out from under me, and uh, and threatened not to pay me my half. But um, and being an Aries, it was really difficult to just lay low and not say a word and keep my cool. So at least I got what I deserved to get because I really made that business profitable, and it never would have happened. Um, without um, my experience over the last eight years and launching a network and a radio network and then growing that radio station. So, um, you know, I a lot of people say you should sue and you should sue for this and you should sue for that. And I thought, you know, I debated it very briefly, but I thought I don't want to hang on to that. I didn't want to hang on to that energy. I didn't want to have to put any energy into that situation. It had already been enough and I wanted to move on. But it was like...
0: Did it was feel, like, did it feel like, a, like a... Well, I guess you would not know, but I was going to say, did it feel like a kick to the balls when that initially dropped? I mean, it's like, oh, by the way, hey, we're selling this and, and, and whatever. Oh, I've already sold this. Was it like a slap to the face to you?
1: It was... It was worse than that. It was worse than that. It was as if, I don't know. It would be like, like my sister slept with my husband. Like that, you know, like.
0: Women, you guys understand that analogy? (laughs) Guys, just spread your legs and let someone just mule kick you in the ball. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just use those two analogies for the way this felt. Because
1: it was more than just business for me. My business partner to me was like uh, a tr- a confidant, like a friend, someone that I absolutely felt I could trust, that knew about my family, um, that really stood up for me. And so it wasn't just I got screwed in business. It was a personal betrayal. And so that was... That, that was really tough to get an email one morning saying your services are no longer required and I've sold and I don't expe- accept your offer and I've sold it. That, that's pretty tough. So then you wake up the next morning going, I've devoted so much time to that business and sort of put some other things on the back burner. You wake up one morning, you go, wow, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, yeah. Definitely oh. clear my calendar. Like it, that was a big blow. I got to tell you, I probably had a couple of days of being really, ooh, it was not good. I just put on my music headphones, and I did not leave. <laughs> music got me through it.
0: So Lynn listened to a lot of Prince for a couple of days.
1: Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, at least I could say I lived within the same. I, actually, I lived within walking distance of the guy that was my partner. So when I wanted to kick his ass, it was really hard for me not to walk up the street and go and do that. You were actually split by a lot of miles. So the, the, if, if the same thing happened to you, I mean, I was only getting sued for $8,000, but, it was easy to recover from that. You were just, your business was just gone. It was like yanked out from under you. That to me, that would have been the biggest betrayal. I mean, it was one thing to have your your partner fail at something and you take the brunt of it, but to have something just, something that you worked so hard for and just yanked out away from you, that to me would have been a much, much bigger betrayal.
1: Especially when it had sort of like um, – was almost non-existent and you're the one that made it profitable and that person benefited from that profit. Um It's a, It's actually really a good thing I didn't live close. <laughs> um, but I, I think my words, once I got what was mine in my hot little hand, my words – we're probably almost equal to. As if I walked up to the door and knocked on it, Let me tell you, I can be, I can be, I can be, uh,
0: I can be pretty, pretty, you know,
1: pretty nasty.
0: How you handled that situation and how you you dealt with that setback, if you will, you know, I'll be honest with you. The way you dealt with that is what really attracted me to. To you and your brand and wanting to, you know, come and talk to you originally to get grit and grace going because you handled it with grace. That's the grace part that we kind of talk about when we talk about our show, the way you handled that and the professionalism that you went about everything, you know, leading up from that no.
1: It took a lot of fucking grace, let me tell you. It was a learning, it was a learning, a lot of control and a lot of, you know, who who do you want to be in this situation? Yeah, it was, um, it was tough because all of a sudden I was gone and I had hosts contacting me going, what's going on or... um It doesn't surprise me or, you know, things like that. So that was pretty tough. I felt like I let a lot of people down, even though it wasn't my choice. But that was really tough. And it was, okay, what am I going to learn from this? And who do I want to be going through this? I had a couple really tough weeks. And, you know, I wasn't going to be um, one to make a public deal out of it. But I knew that if anyone ever approached me and asked me, I would tell my story. I would be upfront. I would tell them exactly what happened because I always – people knew what I did. For two years, I was fully immersed in that. And people knew what I did. People came to me. And some people were still up until a little bit ago still coming to me wanting to get information about it. And I had to say, I'm not there anymore.
0: But you know what's crazy is even that conversation that you and I had because I was one of those people that actually came to you and said, "What happened?" I had no clue that Bold Radio had been sold. I'm sorry, I just I just let the cat out of the bag, but but I had no clue that this had happened. And then next thing I know, you and I are talking, and I what happened? But the way you told your story, it wasn't it wasn't a way in a way where you were like bashing them. It wasn't a way that you were um, trying to make yourself out to be the victim. You just told it very matter of factly and very professionally. And that is one of the things that I, when I, when I was sitting there listening to the, to the story, I was, I was just blown away by the way you approached it. Because if I were you, I would have been like, you know that mother, I would have just been like I would have gone straight ghetto on that ass. Straight well, you know that one deserved
1: the c word.
0: It did, but I I, 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 I'm not gonna drop it. I'm not gonna drop it. Yeah. No, I, you know I, have a wife to live with.
1: <laughs> I just, I just share the facts. The facts are what they are. This is what happened, and this is what happened to me. And that's, you know, very, yeah. It's just, these are the facts. They speak for themselves. And um, so, oh, yeah, I could have gone all crazy. But I thought, you know, I'm a professional and I have, and we have a lot of people in common. And I will, you know, be very honest if anybody comes to me. And I'm just going to be factual about it. I couldn't see it at the time, even though you know it, that it was a blessing. a huge blessing. Huge blessing. And that even though that happened, I'm still the one with the knowledge and the experience and the expertise. And I can take that shit anywhere.
0: And a great show. You You have a great show. Another great show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so what has come about was an opportunity to learn more cause I had been watching you with the live streaming and I'm just such a geek when it comes to all to this, to media. And so watching that, I mean, so that really opened up a whole lot of things for me. So to put like the, the, the clincher in this story of, of, of my business being ripped out from under me. Um, and I don't know if I told you this. So after this all happened, I, um, I got in touch with the owner of Mile High Radio, where our show is now broadcast, because I thought, what am I going to do? I can't not have a show. I can't not continue what I'm doing. Like, if, you know, if you're a podcaster or you're in radio, you just, some people, it just grabs you and you can't ever leave it. That was mm-hmm. me.
0: You either love it but or I, you hate it. There's no in-between. You, you're, yeah. you're all in or all out.
1: Oh, yeah. You will go through hell just to, to have a show. Like, So I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to podcast? Am I going to find another station? What am I going to do? So I contacted a woman I knew that had come to us about hosting a show because where she was broadcasting was going to shut down. Where she was broadcasting was Mile High Radio. So... So she had come to us for that. So then we hadn't heard from her for a while. So then she came back to us saying, good news, Mile High has been sold, and I'm going to stay on. We're like, awesome, that's fantastic. Like, good for you. I had met the owner of Mile High, and so anyway, that he ended up finding a a seller who is Bobby Gorente. Awesome. Awesome. So I reach out to her and I say, Hey, so how's it going with that new owner? She said, well, so far so good. I really like it. There's been a few little things. That, you know, I, I've talked to him, and he's, he seems like a really great guy. So I said, well, would you mind introducing me to him? Sure. So she connects us. We set a time to have a phone conversation. So we have a phone conversation. and uh, And so I said, so I just want to tell you why I'm coming to you. And, uh, no, you never missed it. Stephanie You can always catch the replay, darling. So anyway, so I start off the conversation saying, look, I've been doing this for a while and I used to own a a co-owner in a radio station. This is what happened. I am just getting some information. He stops me. He says, before you go any further, I need to tell you something. I was supposed to buy Bold Radio Station.
0: Oh, Oh, wow.
1: Wow. The conversation got very interesting from that point forward. So this has been a very – it's a very interesting circle, all of this that has happened. So that was a huge blessing. I didn't see it at the time, but – it, I, I'm so grateful that it happened. I would, I knew that there was a lesson in it. I, cause, a, a, you know, a defeat, a downfall, a face plant, there's always something good in it. And this, I, I knew there was, I just didn't know what it was yet. So for anybody who's been in that situation, uh, whether it's personal or professional, know that there's an awesome lesson in it there's an awesome lesson in it and but in the meantime like stomp your feet and pace and swear and listen to music and rant and rave and be in that moment and let that energy go because let me tell you it feels damn good and it's better than going to jail or oh,
0: listen, don't say better than sex
1: no <laughs> <Not saying> that. <laughs> it's better than sex you're doing sex wrong let me tell you
0: Unless you're eating chocolate cake, then it's okay to say it's better than sex. No. No? No. Oh. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's a lesson in it, but you got to go through that ranting and raving and freaking out and being pissed off. I mean, that's an energy you got to get out, but know there's a lesson in it and that it could be better than ever. And it might be the same thing. It might look different. It might be completely different, but... I am so glad because if I look back to it, I think I would have been very limited in my abilities. And Keisha, who is an unbelievable supporter through all of that, kept saying that to me. Lynn, you are so much bigger than that. You're so much bigger than where you were. You're so much bigger than that. And I kept thinking, what the are you talking about? But she was absolutely right. So I'm so grateful that that happened and that we're doing what we're doing now. But wow, what a journey. Like what a journey.
0: I'll be honest with you. Six months ago, I, I would not have seen us here six months ago. You know, we were, we were kind of talking and I remember the conversation because um, you had just kind of started doing a push to bring some some new shows, some fresher shows on to Bold. And our conversation was more about, well, if you want to come on to Bold, it's going to cost this much money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here thinking, God, I would love to be on Bold, but I don't have that kind of money. It's It's not going to work out for me. And then within, I mean, it was literally within 30 days of that conversation that you and I had bold was no, it was no more. And you were on a round table with me. And that's when I found out that. That's
1: right. I remember that.
0: That was six months ago is really the birth of you and I kind of coming together and starting to collaborate on some small things. And then it wasn't until about two months ago, well, about two and a half months ago now where, where it was like, you know what? I've got this idea, but I don't know how to make sense of this idea. So I need somebody to help me make sense of it. And I had several different people that I asked and that I was going to have come on. But the most obvious choice and the one that I was more terrified to ask was you. So it was. That
1: blows weird. me away. That blows me away. <laughs> so
0: you, you are very, you are much more accomplished. You're, you're, a better broadcaster. You were, you are more polished in everything that you were doing. And at the time I was kind of just hit my stride as to who I was. So I was like, Oh gosh, you know, I know I can carry my end and I know I need a strong woman to be able to carry her end." Who's that strong woman? Lynn Burnett. Shit. She's not touchable yet. I'm going to have to go talk to these other people. <laughs> So, but but then it happened. We we talked, and the conversation. I still didn't have, a, I had nothing more than an idea, or, or a concept really, and it it took that conversation with you to be able to put something together. And based on what had happened with Bold, and what had happened in my past with you know with things you know being set back on different different ideas like. The SDWV podcast network that started off great, had some great shows on it, but just kind of fell flat. You know, some things that some failures that I had with the podcasting thing. The only thing that I had going for me was the fact that I knew how to build an audience. That was it. I knew how to launch a show. That was it. I really didn't have anything else going for me. And I'm thinking, "Mm, maybe she will say yes. But then I brought this idea to you and you're like, Oh yeah, let's do this. Let's let's make it happen, and grit and grace is born. Yeah, fucking phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> it was, you know, and, and it's those <laughs> things. It's those failures, and it's the the ability, and that's where I call. That's why I decided, you know, and well, I didn't decide. We decided, but that's why I threw it out to you, saying, "Don't call it a comeback," because entrepreneurs, the people who are really that way or people who are very passionate it's not uh, it's not an end-all be-all it's just us it's just that little hiccup if you will
1: yes that's exactly the word i just had in my head yeah it is it's a hiccup it's it's you know the biggest thing for me was uh i like to know what's going on so for me I just thought, you know what, screw it. I don't know how I'm going to do what I want to do. I just know that I just know what I want to do. And it is so strong. And I just kind of went with the flow. I just kind of went here and there and I just showed up and I was just myself. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, and it just did. And it never would have happened. These phenomenal things. Um wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. So, you know, if you're going through something tough or anybody that's watching, um, and I know you've probably seen it, but know this, don't get caught up in the how you're going to make things happen. You can't see that. I never would have seen this because to me, CJ was sort of untouchable. Like, like you were like this, this is the live streaming dude. Like I never thought that I would be part of that. So don't look at how you're going to make things happen. And this was a true test for me. Absolutely. Being someone that likes to make things happen, have a plan, be in control, make it happen. bang bang, bang. Let's go like, keep up, you know? And so I really had to just surrender to that, that I don't know how it's going to happen. But I know it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know who it's going to be with. I don't know. But I'm just, you know, have faith that if that thing is so strong, you know, like with CJ, what he went through with the lawsuit, it didn't stop. It's just you have that grit. You have that thing. You know what you want. You know why you want it. It's so strong. And just keep holding onto that, that get rid of the how, get rid of the how seriously, because you will make excuses. You won't take up opportunities, none of that, because you're going to be so focused on the how. If it doesn't fit into the how that you've created, when things come along, you will sabotage or you'll miss an opportunity or whatever the case may be, get rid of the how and just focus on being open to whatever it is that fits your what and your why.
0: Definitely. You know, and, and it's like you were talking about with how things happened with you, being able to be that professional, act with integrity and Ooh, really yeah. show up with the grace. And when you're talking to other people, because that, that story is going to come out. One way or another, that failure story or that, that setback story, It's going to come out. But how you react to that story, how you tell that story and how that plays a part in your overall journey, that will tell people volumes about your character and your personal integrity. So the professionalism at which you were talking that you handled your situation with, it really opened up all those doors. Had you gone the other way? You may not have had that conversation with Bobby. That door may have been closed to you. The door may have been – we may not have this show. That door may have been closed to you. But because you handled yourself the way you did as a professional and with grace, that is the reason why we are sitting here today and we are able to share these stories with everybody else.
1: Not that it wouldn't have felt good to just blast social media. Like, oh, but (laughs) – that's right. personal growth, right? It's personal growth. You have to be self aware and uh yeah, you gotta you gotta be self aware in that deal. And I gotta say this too. So last I don't know if it was last night or the other day, but I had someone message me, this awesome inspirational woman that is such uh an example of what her focus is and why she's doing it. Like, like she will put out some stuff that is, is, that can be very controversial, but she is so dedicated to the educating of this. And she, I posted something the other day and the opportunities are the action that needs to be taken to move forward when you do let go. Yeah, absolutely. Stephanie. Thank you. So this friend of mine that had posted, she sent me, I posted something, I don't remember what, and she sent me a message and she said, you know, I just, great message. I just want to let you know that I see your intentions so clear and, um, you know, the integrity in which you carry yourself is so evident. And I just thought, whoa, I said, that is like the best thing ever that you could have said to me. And that you that she was a big inspiration for that, and then she said, "I said I've been working on that, you know, really having clear intention." And she said, "This, when the intention is clear, the mechanism will appear."
0: Absolutely, and I was like, "Absolutely!"
1: <laughs> it's like hallelujah! It's- yeah. and that and that's what it was. I just I had that intention. Yeah. So, you know, we evolve, we change, we learn.
0: You know, and and we would love to hear your stories as well. And in order to tell your stories, all you got to do is be part of the Facebook group or Facebook page. We want to hear the stories. We want to see the things that you want to, you want to talk about. So go on over to facebook.com forward slash grit and grace TV. And if you have a comment or question you can always go to uh, gritandgracetv.com and we have a section where you can leave an anonymous comment or a question whatever it is just put it out there and we would love to talk about it each or week or
1: answer a question
0: or answer the question exactly each week we come to you and our intention is to be able to open up communication and just give you the opportunity to See things in a different perspective, not change your mind, but to open your mind. That's our intention. And that's what we want from each and every one of you. And we try to share as much as we possibly can. But our sharing can only go so far. It takes you to be part of the show.
1: Absolutely. God. Yeah. This is, this is the big reason why, why we started it. Like, join the conversation. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about those shitty times that you're feeling like crap or those times that you don't know what to do and there's nobody to ask. Talk to us. Like, we love talking to people. We, we will answer your question. We will give you insight. We will connect you to people. We got people. We got people. We
0: all got people.
1: Like, we got tons of people. Like, we can connect anything you need. So don't be shy. Reach out. Ask a question. Like, is there something you want to talk about that, you know, we got a lot of great topics coming up. But, um, yeah, like, hit us up.
0: And coming up next week, we are going to be talking about double standards and that F word. (laughs) Feminism. (laughs) Feminism.
1: It yeah, might have to be a two hour
0: show That Shit. might be a two hour show Sorry Bobby, we apologize We're trying to stay on time tonight We don't want to get our fingers slapped So you yeah. might want to schedule a little extra time Next week Anyways yeah. <laughs> Exactly So that is the show for tonight Thank you everybody who tuned in And for you watching on the replay Thank you, your comments are just as important to us is the live comment. So please leave your comments. Share this post. Share the replay. We love engagement and we love each and every one of you taking your time out of your day to share along with us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So until next time, everybody, you know I say this each and every week, but you don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Peace. Stay wild, people. Bye.